Good morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord our King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come and help us by your might, that the sins which weigh us down may be quickly lifted by your grace and mercy. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our reading for this fourth Sunday of Advent is from John chapter 1, verses 14 through 18. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about Him and cried out, This was He of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because He was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. September 13, 2006. That's when it all happened. That's when things went south. That's when the bottom fell out. And that's when everything came completely undone. September 13, 2006. On March 13, 1930, things had begun with so much excitement. There was fanfare, there were fireworks, and there was a great flourish of excitement, and it was global. It really was. But that was on March 13, 1930, when it was discovered. On September 13, 2006, it all came crashing down. On that day, the International Astronomical Union meeting in Prague in the Czech Republic. Well, they voted to downgrade the planet Pluto. To what? To a dwarf planet. The audacity of it all. Pluto was no longer Pluto. The International Union now officially calls Pluto asteroid number 134340. That's right. Pluto got bumped. Pluto got cut from the team, voted off the island, hosed, rejected, demoted, devalued, demeaned, dismissed. One day Pluto's in, the next day Pluto's out. This was such a stunning turn of events that in 2006 the word of the year was what? Plutoed. Pluto, the proper noun, became Pluto, the verb. Plutoed. I know, Plutoed? We all know what that feels like. We were on the wrong team, we were the wrong size, the wrong height, the wrong shape, the wrong color, the wrong age. We had the wrong friends and went to the wrong school, and we had the wrong parents. 
People get Plutoed by bosses, businesses, boyfriends, and all kinds of busybodies. We're in a series on John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18, and so let's get our bearings. There's the explanation. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, God created through Christ. Revelation. John 1, 6 through 13, God sent John the Baptist to reveal Christ. Incarnation. John 1, 14 through 18, God is with us in Christ. And incarnation is shorthand for John 1, 14. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And he did it for Plutoed people. John describes them throughout his gospel. The Samaritan woman who had been divorced five times, the paralytic who had been crippled for 38 years, Mary and Martha, whose brother Lazarus had died, the man born blind discouraged disciples, sheep without a shepherd, rejected, all of them, the whole lot. But John announces the incarnation. God is with us in Christ, and he did it for Plutoed people. Now let's dig deeper. The Word. By now we all know John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Our God is not silent. Our God speaks Throughout the Old Testament, God's Word creates, directs, controls, and shapes events. In fact, the, the expression, the Word of the Lord, appears 261 times in the Old Testament. 261 times. I'm just saying. But hold on to your hat, because the Word is more than an element of speech, or an expression, or a sound, or an idea. Became flesh. The creative, powerful, true, and enduring Word of the Lord became flesh. When connected to God, sophisticated Greeks and Romans of John's day recoiled from the word flesh. Flesh to them was doomed to, to be destroyed. What matters most is our spirit. Flesh is worth nothing. No God in his right mind would ever deal with anything as degrading as flesh. Yet, that's exactly what our God did. Jesus is not only one substance with the Father, that is, Jesus is true God. Jesus is also one substance with you. Jesus is true man. The Word, God the Son, and the Son of God, He became flesh. God became hungry, thirsty, and tired. God felt disappointment, sorrow, hurt, loneliness, and rejection. He knows my name, and He feels my pain. But don't be confused. The Word didn't change into flesh, the Word didn't morph into flesh, and the Word didn't transition into flesh. That's not what John writes. If the Word changed, morphed, or transitioned into flesh, he would no longer be God. But remaining what he was, he became what we are. That's it! Remaining what he was, God. Christ became what we are, flesh. His golden throne room was left in favor of a dirty sheep pen, worshiping angels, crying out from eternity past, holy, 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 were replaced by bewildered shepherds. Lying there in a manger, Jesus looks like anything but God. His face is wrinkled and red. His cry, though strong and healthy, is still the helpless and piercing cry of an infant. Majesty amid the mundane. God entering the world on the floor of a stable through the womb of a teenager in the presence of a carpenter. 
God has eyebrows, elbows, thumbs, toes, two kidneys, and a spleen. No silk, no ivory, no hype, no hoopla. Not for this babe in Bethlehem, the word became flesh. John drives his point home when he writes about Jesus on trial before Pontius Pilate. Pilate has Jesus' flesh, ripped, torn, dressed in purple, and crowned with thorns. Then he brings Jesus out before the crowd and says in John 19:5, Behold the man. The Latin is famously, Ecce homo. Ecce homo. Behold the man. Here is the man, flesh, flesh and blood, flesh and blood and a beaten body. That's God we're talking about. The God who gets Plutoed, demoted, devalued, dismissed, disdained, demeaned, disgraced, and left for dead. Word became flesh and dwelt. The word literally means pitch a tent. It's an Old Testament idea. Moses built the tabernacle, a tent, so God could dwell with Israel. Solomon followed Moses. He built a temple so God could dwell with Israel. Now, the message version of the Bible doesn't use the word dwell, but rather moved into the neighborhood. By living in Moses' tabernacle on Solomon's temple, God moved into Israel's neighborhood. And now God moves into our neighborhood, the human neighborhood. But what kind of neighborhood is that? It's a neighborhood where we hurt each other deeply with words, cold shoulders, and with our callous hearts. It's a neighborhood where we ignore each other's needs repeatedly because we're so busy and have such important meetings. It's a neighborhood where we carelessly Pluto people with accusations and condemnations, positioning ourselves as judge and jury. Our neighborhood is filled with mixed up and messed up people. How do I know? Well, because sometimes I'm as mixed up and messed up as anybody. But God still decided to move into this neighborhood. In her controversial pop hit in the 90s, Jane Osborne sang, What if God was one of us? just a slob like one of us. Now, some heard it as contemptuous, but I think it is largely what the world misunderstands about him, that he just dispassionately watches from a great distance. And sometimes that's the way we feel. We feel as though God is disconnected. God is above the fray. God is watching us from a distance. It's not true. We dare to confess in the Nicene Creed, who for us men and for our salvation, he came down. Jesus came down into our messed up neighborhood to teach, heal, and love. Jesus came down to forgive, bleed, suffer, and die. Jesus came down to get Plutoed. Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Us, you and me. Not just the high and mighty, not just the kings and queens, not just the presentable, the polished, the preppy, the preferred, the pretty, the powerful. The word dwelt among us, him, her, them, you, me, us. Too often, though, we get Plutoed and our world breaks into a million pieces. This promise falls on deaf ears and hard hearts. We shrug our shoulders and say, so what? Who cares? Where's the hope? And once my car died, so I turned the ignition 417 times. Nothing. So I did what any fair-minded pastor would do. I doused my car with beer, confident that two six-packs would stir some life in my dead car. 
When that didn't work, I placed a TV in front of the car and turned on a good baseball game. That would do the trick, right? Wrong. So I purchased the latest issue of Pent Garage magazine and let my car look at some European beauties. The car still had no life. Now you probably think I have the IQ of a cement sidewalk. I mean, who turns to booze, baseball, and bodies when things are dilapidated and dead? Too many. Far too many, including you, including me. Listen closely. Only Jesus delivers life to people who have been Plutoed. He delivers life to us through the means of grace, baptism, the Holy Supper, and the gospel. True, some may demote you, others may dismiss you, and the devil wants to destroy you, but God claims you. God restores you. God loves you. Can I be so sure? The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Amen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let us pray. Eternal God, as Mary waited for the birth of your Son, so we wait for his coming in glory. Bring us through the birth pangs of this present age to see with her our great salvation in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deerwalk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.